Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Lift your Bibles, how we're going to get right into this today. As you can see, uh, the message title has already been announced. We're talking about the Adams family. Amen. Say that with me. Say the Adams family. Amen. All right. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message. Remain standing. We're going to go to one scripture, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. One scripture, one verse. Romans chapter 5. Say the relationship revolution. Come on, say it like your harvest. Say the relationship revolution. We're going to get to work today. You, there may not be a lot of shouting and running and dancing today, and that's all right. We need to get you up out the Adams family. Amen. Uh, amen. Romans chapter 5, verse 14. You got it? You still flipping? Say, hold on, Bishop. Okay, well, now, okay, see, y'all, okay, let's work on our listing. If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. If you got it, say, I got it, Bishop. All right, great. All right, here we go. Romans chapter 5, verse 14. Nevertheless, death. Death, 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 death. Reign from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression. Now, three times of sin in the Bible. Sin means to miss the mark. Iniquity is generational sin. Transgression means to willfully deviate from what you know to be the truth because you've just grown and you're going to do your own thing because you think you know something who is a type of him who was to come. So let's understand what this verse is saying. This verse is saying is that everybody today that's acting crazy is doing so because they part of Adam's family. Did you get that part? So look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, today I'm going to need you to leave Adam's family and come over to Christ's family. Let's start the revolution. 
Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak to me now. Speak through me now. Taylor, make this word for us, your people, Father. I pray that every ounce of pride would go now, every ounce of arrogance that would make people think that what they're getting ready to hear doesn't apply to them, that that be broken now, and that we would all move together in what you have ordained for us to do, that we would relate to one another well. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. You've already talked to your neighbor. Just look at him. Say the Adam's family. The Adam's family. Adam's family. You can be seated. Uh, the other day, I had a I had a long day, and uh, and I got home very late. In fact, uh, extremely later than than I usually do. And I was handling lots of different things throughout that day. And it was about maybe one, maybe two o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't go to sleep. And so anybody ever had that where you couldn't go to sleep? And so I flipped I flipped on the on the uh, on the television, and I got to this uh, TV program. I'd never seen this lady. Her name was Trisha, and uh, she's a British uh, UK uh, television host. But uh, apparently, they tried to bring her program over here to America for just a little bit. And as I was watching the program, it's eerily similar to shows. I know you never watch these because you're real safe and sanctified, but your neighbor uh, used to watch Maury Povich and Jerry Springer. And it was eerily similar because the whole concept of the show was about these dysfunctional relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, the entire concept of the show was about people lying and people bringing people on national television to confront these people that were lying. And so it was very interesting. There was a couple that was on there and this girl. And you know how they always do the little pre-roll-ins before they actually bring them on stage? And so this girl, and she brought her husband because she said her husband, she just knew that her husband was cheating on her. And he just knew that her husband was cheating on her with her best friend. And so she comes out and you know how they do those videos and they play that little music and they they like in an alley somewhere and they be like and she was like Trisha I'm so sick of my man because he's don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about you Denver folk God dog I'm so sick of him because I know he's cheating and he's cheating with my best friend and all this and so and so she does that and so she comes out mad ain't nobody on the stage but she comes out mad that's what I'm talking about, Trisha. That's what I'm talking about. And she's just mad and she's just angry and she's just frustrated. And so uh, from there, they end up, um, they end up uh, uh, talking to the lady. The lady, she says she, that uh, her husband of three years is cheating and she knows he's cheating because uh, she's cheating with uh, her best friend. And so then her best friend comes out. And now they did on this show, they secluded them in the backstage so they couldn't hear what was going on. So the best friend comes out and says, why did you bring me here? I'm not cheating uh, uh, with, your, with your husband. Matter of fact, I don't even like men. And so I don't even know why you bring him. Why are y'all looking like, some of y'all are like, I can't believe he's talking about this in church. It's what's going on in the in real world. So that, if we can't talk real in church, where are we going to talk real? Because I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this in a moment. And so she comes out and she's like, I never did that. And, 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 uh, and, and your husband only took me to work one time. And, uh, and she said, I wonder how many times, what y'all doing? Why did it take him three hours to get back? And she said, exactly. It took him three hours to get back. I was at work. And I mean, they're just going, 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 going. And so they leave the husband in the back and they leave him secluded. And when they leave him secluded in the back, then he comes out. And so he's got all of these different stories. I mean, just stories don't even make sense. I mean, it's just like, you know, aliens came down. They're, 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 uh, I, I could tell y'all a story, but this is the early worship experience, and so I'll wait. I'll turn it up in the next one. But, but, but he was telling some stories, and I was just like, yeah. I said, man, at least try to lie better than that. I said, if you're going to lie, at least make it make sense. Do, make it go together. Be more creative. You... And so, and so he's doing all of that, and so uh, and it was very clear because I've been dealing with people for a long time. So it was very, it was very clear that, that he was being dishonest. And it was very clear that 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 the, that the wife that had brought the husband on there that that all of these issues. Watch this. She had issues with her friend, who came to find out, according to the lie detector test, she was being truthful. 
She was not telling a lie. She did not have any indiscretions with her husband. Uh, and, and then, of course, the husband was lying. And so uh, it, it became very uh, clear to me that this woman, this wife, she created issues with her friend. And she had marital issues. But all of those issues because she had internal issues. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And so the Spirit of God at 2 o'clock in the morning said to me, this is a snapshot, son, of what relationships look like. She had marital issues. She had friend issues. She had self issues. And she had those issues because she was doing life by default. As humans, our default nature is Adam's nature. You know Adam, Adam and Eve. Our default nature is Adam's nature in the garden. But when we become Christians, we are supposed to put that nature to death. Romans 5.12 says this, Therefore, just as through one man's sin or missing the mark entered the world, and death through sin, and thus spread to all men because all of sin. In other words, the scripture is saying what Adam did would set something in motion that thousands of years later, you and I would still be dealing with today. And since Adam does not uh, have a last name, uh, what we're just going to do is we kick off this new installment of the series. I just want to teach you from this concept, say the Adams family. Yeah. Now I realize in the television show there were two D's instead of one D, but just flow with me. It works. Touch your neighbor, say it works. Now, now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. A relationship is a connection, association, or involvement between people. And our goal throughout this series is going to be to revolutionize all types of relationships, not just for the married, not just for those dating, or not just even for the married and wanting to be single. But it's going to revolutionize how we relate to everybody. Doesn't neighbor say, you too. A, a revolution. So a relationship is just an interaction with anybody, but a revolution is a sudden. Somebody shout sudden complete or drastic change literally it means a turnaround it's a sudden and drastic change watch this uh, in the way we relate to one another a sudden and drastic change in the way we relate to relate to one another you want to know why we need this because the way we've been doing it by default like the adams family is not working it didn't work for adam in the garden and truth be told it's not working for you today because you got too much drama too many issues touch your neighbor say he didn't die for that he didn't die. jesus did not get on that cross and die so you could have all these drama all these problems with folk can't trust nobody can't do it. he didn't die for that now watch this often when we take a peek at marital relationship statistics it gives us a glimpse into all relationships uh, watch this now depending on who's counting some of you you've heard these statistics before but I need to explain to you why the statistics are important uh, between 45 and 50 percent of first marriages end in divorce between 60 and 67 percent of second marriages end in divorce and between 70 and 73 percent of marriages uh, third marriages end in divorce and they stop counting after the third one now here's what this tells us is that as time progresses we don't get better at picking relationships the Adams family nature is we get worse 50% of the first ones in then you jump to 67% of the second and then but watch this 73% I mean it's three out of four virtually are gonna fail before they get started now what does that tell us you think the numbers would get better you know why they don't get better they don't get better because we've been operating like the Adams family it's quiet in the church today. So these numbers illuminate a couple of things for us. Number one, we don't really know uh, how to relate to one another very well. And it's been that way since the days of Adam. His personal issues turned into relationship issues, which turned into family issues, which turned into mankind issues. 
The Bible, in case you don't know this, is full of feuds, relationship mismanagement, people picking the wrong spouses, and expecting things from people that didn't have the capacity to deliver. Matter of fact, let me give you a very plain example. Uh, there's a lot happening in the Middle East. Do you know that all that is is a 6,000-year-old family fight? It's a family fight. Two families are fighting. The descendants of Ishmael are fighting the descendants of Isaac. And they're fighting for a piece of land because both of them said, Daddy said I could have it. People are dying and losing their lives and shooting off bombs and causing uh, worldwide issues because of a family feud. Which means what we really got in the Middle East is not just something that's prophetic. What we really have is something that's pathetic because nobody said, let's interrupt the Adams family way of relating to one another. So now watch this, watch this, watch this. Secondly, so the first thing it tells us is that uh, we don't really relate to one another that well. Secondly, it tells us that we don't really pick people in which to uh, relate to very well. Uh, Watch this, hear me. Every marriage, every friendship, every relationship will not work. Every one of them will not work. Bishop, why? Because God didn't put every one of them together. Mark 10, 9 says, therefore, what God has joined together, let not man uh, separate. Now, here's the deal. What God put together, inferred in the text is that God didn't put everything together. So you can sit up and pray and fast and hope and wish and this and that. But God said, if I ain't got nothing to do with it, the only way it's going to work is because you're going to have to make it work. And that's why you're so stressed out. And that's why you keep looking behind your back. And that's why you do all of that. Because you're trying to make work maybe what God says, I have nothing to do with that. So then watch this. Inferred in the text is what God has joined together. Let not man separate. Watch this. In other words, whatever put it together, let that be the reason it separates. It's quiet in the church. So if desperation puts a friendship together, desperation will pull a friendship apart. Uh, Watch this. If not wanting to be lonely, put a relationship together. Then not wanting to be lonely will be the same reason you break up. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Whatever puts it together will be what pulls it apart. So when sex puts it together, sex will pull it apart. When lust puts it together, lust will destroy it. It's quiet in here. So, so, so now watch this. Watch this. So, so for, for those of you who like to go around calling yourself, giving people advice, let me help you. Uh, stop telling people they need to make it work. Whether it's a friendship or relationship or whatever. Because you might be telling them to work against God. Instead, tell people, go get you some tools. (laughs) Go get you some teaching. Go get you some series. Go get you some coaching. Go get you some counseling. Because it's not wise to declare what God wants when you don't know. Okay, we still here. All right, so first, there's only two points for my note takers today. (laughs) Just two, just two. But these, they got a lot of these points. I'm I'm really, uh, well, point one. First, have an inward revolution. When you improve the quality of your relationships, you instantly improve the quality of your life. When you improve the quality of your relationships, you instantly, instantly excuse me, improve the quality of your life. But first, I, I want to take a look at the Adams family because a lot of times we're trying to fix this out here when this in here is the reason this out here doesn't work. I'm going to say it again. You're trying to fix this. You want to be a better mother, want to be a better son, want to be a better father, want to be this. But the issue is, is that we've not dealt with what's going on inwardly, which is the reason this isn't working sometimes. 
Are y'all still with me? Let, let me paint the picture. Let me paint the picture. Let, let, let's take a look at the Adam's family. In the garden, God creates Adam, Adam, uh, who is the image and likeness of God. He is the first son of God. He is God's image and likeness in the earth. And God says, Adam, I put you in the garden to tend it and to keep it. The garden of Eden. Eden means the land of voluptuous living. The garden was so incredible that the scripture says that a river came and a river broke out into river heads, which provided everything that Adam needed. Everything that Adam needed came to him. That's Eden. Somebody say Eden. Uh, it means voluptuous living. I like the word voluptuous because of the implication that it has. It means it's just all that and some more. He says, Adam, I created you to live in a place called all that and some more. So, so he says, I put you in the garden to tend it and to keep it. And so then the scripture says that uh, God, once Adam's there, he's the image and likeness of God, that uh, Adam is now given the charge to name the animals. And so the scripture says God brought them to him to see what he would name them. It's, it's very, very interesting. It's almost like it was a quiz to see if Adam was thinking like God, not that Adam came up with something creative. He said, I want to see how much of my son you really are, so what do you call it? Oh, okay, great. That's what I call it, too. So you think just like me, which means you're in my image and you're in my likeness, which means this worked out great. And, and so then the scripture says that the Lord looks and he says it's not good for man to be alone. Notice it didn't say it's not good for man to be single. It said it's not good for man to be alone. So what happens is sometimes people misappropriate the text. Uh, it, it just said it's not good for him to not have somebody that he can relate to that's like him. Because Adam can speak this way, but he can't go move with the cows. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? He, he, he can't go cluck with the chicken. So I need to give him something comparable or comparable to him. Uh, in fact, it'll be a helper. It'll be an asset to him, which means real good relationships of any kind, friendships, whatever, should be assets, not liabilities, which means the moment that you call more than you bring in you a liability that's why some of you when you get around certain folk you feel so drained because what you're in is you're in a liability situation there is no asset value so watch so watch so 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 then eve is taken out of the side of man i'll get into this in the next experience about uh, if i have time about what that really means uh, eve is taken out of man and then Adam says, well, she shall be called Eve. She'll be the mother of all living things. And here's the long and short of it. God says, I got some stuff I don't want you to do, Adam. Now watch this. Uh, don't mess with this, garden, uh, this tree in the midst of the garden. Don't mess with it. Just leave that alone. That's mine. That, that's my tithe. That's, that, that, that is, watch this. We could also use, use this terminology, although different meaning. That's my first fruit. That's mine. Don't mess with that. That's holy unto me. Just don't touch it because I said not to touch it. It's mine. Leave it alone. Okay, now the scripture then says, Eve and Adam, they're together. And the scripture says, y'all all right? I'm just talking to Stuart. We'll get there. Eve is over there having a conversation with a serpent. Serpent is a snake. Serpent in Hebrew means deceiver. She's having a conversation, and the conversation goes something like this. Well, you know, uh, you know, hey, uh, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm good. Now, you know, I just have a couple of basic questions. Um, if she hadn't seen this serpent before, you know, it's kind of interesting. She just starts talking to him, which tells us instantly one of the issues in the garden. One of the issues in the garden was communication. Because had Adam been talking to her? So, 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 so anyway, you, you, what basically happens is they disobey God. Everybody said they disobey God. They disobey God, and the scripture says, and Eve gives to her husband, uh, Adam, who is there with her. Got it? And so Adam then disobeys God. Now, for e Eve, 
Eve, it's sin. She misses the mark. For Adam, it's transgression because he willfully deviated what God told him. We have to assume by deductive logic since Eve wasn't created. When God said, don't mess with that, that Adam told that to Eve. In fact, when she's speaking to Satan, the Hasetan, the adversary, the serpent, she says to him, uh, for God has said, which is indicative to us, that when, Eve, when God gave the command not to mess with that, Eve wasn't there. But so what is the point you're trying to make? Then God comes down and God says, I can tell they're not doing what I said for them to do. They're not relating to one another well. Let's find out. And he says to Adam, Adam, where are you? And then the long and short of it is, Adam's like, uh, hey, uh, hey, God, hey, sir. Hey, Elohim. <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, 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 Adam, what's going on? Well, we, we found out we were naked, and so we went and made some clothes. We went shopping. We went to Saks and Nordstrom's, and they had a good sale. They had the member discount sale and, uh, and all that, and so, and so uh, we, we went there. Uh, he, said, he said, who told you you were naked? In other words, he said, how did you get access to information that was none of your business? He says, did you eat from the tree I commanded you not? Now, guess what, Harvest? That's a yes or no question. Adam could have ended. There would be no more Bible had Adam said, yes, sir, I did. Please forgive me. That would have been the end of the Bible. It would have been the end. There it goes. There would be no, necessary, no necessity for Jesus to get on the cross. Why? Because Adam would have fixed the problem had he just said, I was wrong. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? But he doesn't. So watch what Adam's first thing is because this is the Adam's nature. He dishonors God because he doesn't answer the question God asked him. God asks him, did you do what I said not to? Yes or no? And you know what he says? The woman, which means he was dishonorable in the garden. Which means Adam's nature is to dishonor that which he should honor because he feels like. That's why we got such an honor problem with folk today. I have to do it. That's, that's, why you, that's why your life looks the way it looks because you're dishonorable. And then he denies God says, take responsibility, Adam. This is this. I told you. I didn't tell her. You take responsibility. You're in charge. Everything rises and falls on leadership. I told you. The woman you gave me to do with it, she gave me the tree and I ate. In other words, now he denies. And then you know what he does while he's denying? He deflects. He blames her. He blames her. The reason this ain't working is because of her. Which is how many people do when relationships start falling. Well, if she was a better friend, well, if he was a better friend, well, if my husband did this, well, if my wife did this, well, if my kids did this. But then look at what else he does. Then, 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 then he's dishonest. This is what he means, he's dishonest. He's dishonest. So, so he's dishonored God. He's denied. He's deflected. And now he's dishonest. That is not the reason why he ate. He ate because he didn't want to do what he was told. That's why he ate. Like Eve forced him. Like she took, like she took one of the branches the monkey was on or something, ripped it off, and was like, you better eat. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? So Adam's default nature is to dishonor, to deny, to deflect, blame others, to be dishonest, to be irresponsible. But why did he do those things? Because he was afraid. Why was he afraid? Because he was full of shame. Why was he full of shame? Because he knew he had gotten into some stuff he had no business getting into. So because he's dealing, watch this, with internal shame, it now creates issues with him and Eve. God have mercy. And because he's got issues with him and Eve, those issues now go into their children. Those issues now go throughout all of mankind to where 6,000 years later, you and I are still dealing with the Adams family. Oh, be a good church here. Are you getting it? 
So, so watch this. Adam ends up ruining others because of his issues. In fact, the Adams Family mantra from the television show is this. Uh, it, it is pseudo-Latin. Uh, it is sic goriamos alos subjectos nunc. Here's what it means in pseudo-Latin. We gladly feast on those who would subdue us. Which means Adam's nature was, is I'm going to try to blame everybody else before I got to take any responsibility. It ain't me, it's them. They. Uh-huh. So watch this. The Adams Family theme song, which you heard before I began to teach, is demonstrative of Adam's nature, which is our default nature. So today, there's really one point of this message is to take us off of default. Touch your neighbor and say, come off of default. If that neighbor didn't touch you, see, there's the dishonor. I just said, touch your neighbor, touch the other neighbor, and say, come off of default. All right, so watch this. You ready? They're creepy and they're kooky. Creepy means fear and repulsion. Kooky means strange. Can I ask you something? When you have a relationship, and remember, we're talking all kinds of relationships, friendships, et cetera, et cetera. Have you ever asked yourself, why does this exist? Why does this relationship exist? Because for many people, relationships are retaliation. Retaliation to an ex, retaliation to a parent, retaliation to self. Many people get in relationships of any kind because they're retaliating to somebody. So you hang out with the people you hang out with as a retaliation to your mother telling you to never hang out with that kind of person. You don't actually like them. You want to retaliate against her. For some people, relationships are retaliation to an ex. It gets real quiet right there. Now, no, 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 watch this. So, so, so here's what happens. Often, we don't really meet people. We meet their motives. Creepy, fear and repulsion, skin crawling is the inference there. And kooky, strange. That's why some folks, you're like, so and so. Because their interest in you is retaliatory to something else. Okay. Many folks get in relationships. And remember, we're talking all kinds. Watch this. Because they want somebody, not necessarily who they're in the relationship with. That's why when you're around them, it seems like they're tolerating you. Because they're creepy and they're kooky. So you got to ask yourself, why does this relationship exist? Why, does, why do I call this person my friend? Because I saw him in the store twice. It's quiet in here. Why, why, why are we, why? so let's take it to dating and marriage. Why are we together? Well, I mean, why? What, what, do you, what, what, what is this about? What, 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 what is this about? And where is this going? Because I've had enough of creepy and kooky. Those are two sisters that can go live and get their own house, but I, they can't <laughs> Listen to this next part. Mysterious and spooky. So they're, they're, come on, let's just sing it real quick. Ready? Go. They're creepy and they're kooky. Mysterious and spooky. Okay, so let's deal with that. Mysterious, difficult or impossible to understand. Deliberately enigmatic. This means they're deliberately mysterious. Enigma, mystery. What's wrong? Nothing. Could you tell your face that and your tone and your attitude? Why are you? I just answered my question. What the problem here? 
But when you're operating like the Adams family, you're deliberately enigmatic. Let me prove it to you. Did you eat from the tree I told you not to? Huh? The woman. What does that have to do with what I told you? I'm talking about me and you, not me, you, and her. I'm talking about me and you. What's she got to do with me and you? You're deliberately mysterious. It's quiet. And spooky. Spooky means sinister in a way that causes fear or unease. Sinister uh, just means it's destructive, but it's destructive over time. It doesn't look like that up front. Got it? Now, Bishop, Bishop, what does that uh, what, what does that mean? Uh, often, watch this. Often, people that don't want to talk about their past is that's an indication they aren't healed from it. I don't want to talk about that. Well, sometimes that means that they're not healed from it, which is why they're enigmatic, which is why they're mysterious. So every time you talk to them, you got to pray and, and fast before you talk to them, so the Holy Ghost can tell you what they're really saying. You said I have a conversation in English that sit down and figure, think you can talk to somebody in some foreign language. Yeah. And nobody's ever had that happen? Yeah. So watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, uh, so, so let's sing it up to that point. Let's sing it up to the point. Ready? Go. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together, ooky, the Adams family. Ooky's a real word. I know some of y'all thought that was uh, Pookie's cousin. But uki is a real word. You know what uki means? Strange. Unpleasant. Most unpleasant people don't know it. Remember, we're talking about the Adams family. Acting like Adam. Acting like the default. Most unpleasant people think there's something wrong with everybody else. Not them. Like, well, what's wrong with you? You're uki. You're unpleasant. How's your day? <laughs> You're ooky. How was church? <clears throat> he trying to tell me. <clears throat> You're ooky. Unpleasant. You met somebody unpleasant? Don't, don't lift your hand. Don't lift your hand. Don't because he might be sitting next to us. <laughs> <But no. laughs> now, let's be honest. Haven't we all had moments where we knew we were unpleasant? What makes Adam's nature Adam's nature is that he doesn't think he's being unpleasant. He thinks it's normal to be that way. It's normal to have mood swings and normal to have attitudes for no reason. You just woke up. How you already got an attitude? You ought to wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice. And whatever tried to come on me in the night, I loose that. And whatever fear. How you already got an attitude. You just got to church. Fix your face, 915. How you already got stank face. Stank face, for those of you unfamiliar with that, is a facial expression that indicates you look constipated. They're all together, Uki, the Adams family. Listen to this next part, and we're going to spend a little time here. Their house is a museum. And when people come to see them, they really are a scream. Now, you might think that's just they're just making scream. Scream is actually a different word. The Adams family. So here it is. Their house is a museum. Here's what that tells you. They're stuck in the past. When you met them, you saw this. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Oh, wow, that is great. 
And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks in, oh, there's some more baggage in here. <laughs> I thought this was all that was there. What you didn't know is, is they packed smart. They, they, they've been having this baggage since a little child. They, they've had this baggage since they were five. They've had this bag, And so then you're like, okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I, 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 can, I can flow with that. I, I, can, I can work with that. All right. That's no problem. That's no problem. Okay. You're insecure. Okay. You're insecure. Okay. All right. All right. You lie a little bit. Okay. Okay. You unpleasant. You ooky. Okay. All right. I just learned to just stay away from me when you ooky. Okay. All right. You didn't return to my text real quick. So I figured you just ooky. So I'm just going to let you be ooky and I'm going to just find somebody else to go eat with. Okay. That's fine. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. I know you've been hurt before. You've been hurt before. Okay. Hey, listen, we all been hurt. Listen, I know you feel like your whole life you had to fight. Well, you know, all of our life, everybody had to fight something sometimes. And, 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 and so I understand that. So, so that's your only issue. That's your only issue. And then all of a sudden, now that you're interacting with them and now that you've been dealing with them for a little bit, now all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, I got it, because this is how it works in relationships. <laughs> the reason you can't deal with your stuff is because you're so busy unpacking. So you thought this is what you got. That's my friend. That's my A-spoon cook. That's my BFF. Until you discovered it's some more in here. The house is a museum, which means they live in the past. The museum is a place where we put stuff from the past on display. And so the reason they have an attitude with you is not because of what you did to them. They have an attitude with what their mama did to them 15 years ago. And but you're like, that's cool, though, because I'm a loyal friend. I'm loyal. I'm a loyal friend. I'm, I'm there. I'll be there when it's thick. I'll be there when it's thin. I ain't going nowhere. See, watch out when people start asking questions you didn't ask. I didn't ask you if you were going nowhere. Who brought that up? I didn't ask you if you were committed. Who asked that? So you must be answering a question you asked yourself. Thanks for letting me in on the conversation. So, so, so you thought you got this because their house is a museum, the Adams family. See, this is, this is how people do. So, so, so you see this. Then a little bit into the relationship. Remember, we're talking what kind of relationships? Oh, then now it's this. You're like, well, that's okay. It's still blue. It, it, it's still blue. Because, uh, see, watch this. Watch this. You, 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 since you're meeting their motives, you only saw what they wanted you to see here until they get tired of putting on motives. That's if all of you dating, you didn't meet the real person until day 91. Who they were the first three months was a lie. They told you stuff that wasn't true. They, they drive a Jeep. They work over here. They got this much in the bank. Right. That person they created in the parallel universe has all that. Or they really want a large family. And they love dogs and cats. Motives. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I can't stand dogs. Well, now, wait a minute. I thought. So, you unpacking. Because, see, here's what you don't understand. The Bible says, the Bible says that, the, that the sins of the fathers... Previous generations would visit to the third and fourth generations, which means you saw a package that you thought was 32. You thought it was 25. You thought it was 19. You thought it whatever. But really, you're sitting, uh, you met somebody that's really hundreds of years old because the scripture says, watch this, that the sins of the fathers, the iniquity of the fathers would visit to the third and fourth generations, which means the baggage they're dealing with has been here longer than their body has. 
And that's why there's some stuff to be truth be told, they don't even know it's in there. They, they don't even know it's in there. And it's something that happens that links them to a place, takes them to a mental state. And all of a sudden, and as you keep unpacking, you might just discover that sometimes what you really had. Okay. Uh, so, there's baggage. There's baggage. Baggage. They're talking about us Christmas with baggage. 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 Can, can I tell you something? You're not in relationship with just them. You're in relationship with the generations before them. So choose the baggage you choose to accept carefully. You're in relationship with all the generations before them. Their attitude, their aptitude, their approach, their pedigree, the way they talk, the way they walk, the way they think. You're in relationship with all of this baggage. Not just the cover. All of it. Which is why you can say, I don't know what happened. We've been friends for eight years. But for those eight years, you never actually opened this one. And this one. That's why it's important to know people you're around. It's, it's important to ask questions. Like, where you been? Where you going? Who hurt you? You still hurt? I got to move on. Then the song says, it goes, it goes really interesting. Then it says, neat, sweet, petite. Now, that's a paradox. Because how did you just... Call something creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky. And now it's neat, sweet, and petite. Y'all, yeah, like I said, uh, the words introduce to us the paradox that we often experience in relationships. The contrast is astounding. Can I suggest this to us? Adam's nature is sometimes you can want what's not there in a relationship, so you call it what it's not in hopes that it'll become what you want. How do you call neat, sweet, and petite what you just said was creepy, kooky, mooky, spooky, ooky, rooky, them? Here's why. Because often we think getting in a relationship of any kind that it's going to automatically fix our individual problems. Getting in a relationship of any kind won't fix your individual problems automatically. It will reveal them. Does that make sense? Y'all okay? I know we're just talking. We're just talking. Uh, so then listen to what they said. So get a witch's shawl on. A broomstick you can crawl on. We're going to pay a call on. Now, here's what a witch is. By definition, a manipulative, spiteful, overbearing. It, it says, get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. We're going to pay a call on the Adams family. Watch this. This is going to bring us to our, our second point. Uh, people that are manipulative... Spiteful, overbearing, angry all the time, frustrated, unpleasant, ooky, all those things you just talked about. What that really reveals to us is not only is there an inward issue, and there needs to be an inward revolution first, but it also reveals to us that there is a vertical issue. I can't fix what's horizontal unless I first deal with what's vertical, but I can't deal with what's vertical unless I deal with what's going on in here. So I got to have an inward revolution. I got to have an inward revolution, but then I have to have a vertical. Everybody say vertical revolution. Everybody say vertical revolution. Before you can get relationships right with people, you must get vertical relationships right. Now, let me be very clear. When I say vertical, we think vertical, up and down, right? We think vertical, up and down. It's more than just Jesus. 
Because some people, and you've seen this, who say they got stuff real good with Jesus don't have anything good with people. And I need to tell you, that's not spirituality. That's ookiality. That's spookiality. How can you say you love Jesus let you lie to people? I'm not saying you don't love him. What I'm saying is, is there needs to be a revolution because my love for him makes me do right by you. Jesus, the scripture says, he says, how can you say that you love a God that you can't see when you hate? You, you deal with strong aversion to, to, a, to someone that you can see. So watch this, watch this. Say it's more than just Jesus. It involves whoever you are vertical to, all right? So whoever is vertical, whoever is up above you, whether that's on your job, whether that's in your family, whether that's whatever, it's not okay, watch this, for you to just say, well, me and Jesus are good. Uh, th- th- please understand, there's a blockage there. And if your vertical relationships don't have a revolution, it's going to be very difficult for your horizontal relationships to have a revolution. Uh, in the scripture, we see this principle illustrated uh, very clearly. Matter of fact, uh, Jesus gives a per- perfect example. They were saying, well, Jesus, uh, 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 you, know, uh, uh, you know, they say we should pay taxes. What do you say? Jesus says, well, whose face is on the coin? In other words, who, watch this. If his face is on the coin, that means he must be your leader. Let me borrow a coin that I like uh, because we use it here. That must be your upline. That must be your supervisor. That must be who you report to. Got it? He's saying, so if you owe him taxes, pay him his taxes. Don't think, watch this, disciples, because you have a relationship with me that that exempts you from dealing correctly with those that are vertical to you. Don't use your spirituality with me to justify why you do not honor and respect those vertical to you. So they said, well, Jesus, you're the king of kings, so we shouldn't have to pay taxes. Jesus said, no, he is superior to you. He's your upline. He's vertical to you. Say vertical. So then you owe them that. It's quiet in here. Romans 13, render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes, uh, customs to whom customs, fear, which means reverence here, to whom reverence, honor to whom honor. So watch this. Watch this. Say it's more than just Jesus. Now, while it's more than just Jesus, it starts with Jesus. It's amazing how many people want to be better mothers, better husbands, better wives, better leaders, better this, better that. But then neglecting the very source of what they'll need to be better at any of those things, which is Jesus. You want to communicate better with your wife, but you don't communicate well with Jesus. You want to be a better father, but, 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 but you're not a good son. Quiet in the church. I got to deal with these vertical things because these vertical things are very, very important because if I'm going to have a relationship revolution, it's got to be more than just horizontal. It's got to be vertical. So how is it that I want to have better friendships, yet I'm unfaithful to Jesus? Bishop, why is this important? Y'all all right, Iris? What's this? What's this? God is love. Everybody say God is love. Okay. All right. Good. So, So Jesus is God in the flesh. So here it is. With no Jesus, there's no love. With a messed up relationship with Jesus, there's messed up love. Not from him giving, but from us receiving. A sometimey relationship with Jesus means that's why you're sometimey with people. Because whatever is happening vertically, is, it goes like this. Boom, out. Boom, out. Boom, out. So whatever's going on with me vertically is what's being reflected horizontally. So if I look at this, I can find out what's wrong with this. Does this make sense, church? So, so watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. 
uh, evidence that, because it's not just about our vertical relationship with Jesus, but evidence of that is, uh, is, is this, because it starts with Jesus. This is a desire to pleases, uh, desire to do what pleases God. That's evidence that your motives and heart and mind is pure and right as it relates to your relationship with Jesus. And that's why the scripture uh, uh, uses terms that, that of endearment like relationship, because relationships take work, right? So even your relationship with God, it takes work. Got it? Which means he says, I don't just want to talk to you on Sundays and Wednesdays. He said, that's a sometime friend. See, I don't know about y'all. I come from a mindset of where if we say we're friends, that, that has a meaning for me. Which means I don't just want to hear from you every four and five months. That ain't friends. That's acquaintances. You can, you can call my office to do that. I don't need, you don't need to have my number to do that. It's quiet in here. See, I don't know about y'all, but I don't do sometimey friendships. So the only time I hear from you is I, I know you need something from me. Well, I don't like that. Who likes that? Well, th- put that in the same context with Jesus. It's the only time he hears from us. It's because you need something. And, here's, and we'll make big promises too. Lord, if you'll do this, I promise you, I'll do this. So it's not just, say, relationship with Jesus. So, but we're dealing vertical. It's not just Jesus, but it starts with Jesus. So watch this. Here's the point. Here's the principle. I'll shout you in a minute. Here it is. Uh, watch this. Uh, do I have a desire to do what pleases him? Not just desire, but indeed. I want to do right. Well, do right. I want to love you. Well, love me. I want to care. Well, care. See, desire alone is insufficient. And, and most of the times what we meet in motives is we meet desire. So let me deal with the single folks for 30 seconds. Let me deal, can I deal with the single ladies for 30 seconds? Okay, so single ladies. So, so his desire is to be a godly man. That's his desires. And I'm not talking all. I'm making a generalization to make a point. His desire is to be a godly man. But, but the issue is, is because his verticals are off. Who tells him what to do? And does he listen? It's quiet. Y'all didn't like that. So now I'm going to spend some time there. You should have said amen. I could have left it alone. Her desire is to be a godly wife. But she's never submitted to any man. So what makes you think? Well, she's not submitted because she's got all this baggage from when she did submit. She was taken advantage of. And so now you're dealing with the Adams family. You, 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 you didn't meet her. You met Adams family. That's why. That's why it's spooky and spooky. Say, I must have desire. Say, I must have desire. That's matched with deed. I must have desire. It's got to be matched with deed. So the evidence that my vertical relationship with Jesus is on the right track is that my desire to please him and whatever I do, it's also met with my deeds. Okay. Now, put this in context of all vertical relationships because you got to start with an inward revolution, but then you got to have a vertical one. Some of you, the, the, the reality is, 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 is God, you want to know how God often 
uh, work stuff out of you is called promotion. Bishop, what do you mean? Because then God shows you what kind of follower you were through those that follow you. And then says, now you deal with you. Sometimes. Sometimes what it is is that, uh, watch this, when there's vertical issues, sometimes what we got to understand is that you say, but I, you know, I, I heard what my boss said, but I don't care. See, and, and you, you need to understand that's not Christian. That's not a Christian mentality. It's quiet in here. Y'all don't like that in Denver. Y'all don't like that. The Christian mentality is, let me make sure vertical things are right. So who's above you in whatever sphere of life? In your family, who's above you? Your job, who's above you? Who's vertical to you? In your families, who's vertical to you? Because if those vertical relationships have issues, you know, because people like to skip all that and go direct to Jesus, but then Jesus said, but go get this right. They wanted to skip that and go to Jesus and say, well, as long as I got Jesus, and Jesus said, go get it right with them. Here it is. There were 10 lepers. There were 10 lepers uh, that were standing. And y'all okay? We'll turn up in the next one. Uh, there were 10 lepers. And leprosy was a disease of the nervous system, which literally means your body couldn't feel something. So what would happen is you could be cut, and with that cut, you wouldn't know that you were cut. And so now it would get infected, and that's how people would have all of the the disfigurement, et cetera, because they didn't know that they were cut, and because they didn't know that they were cut, watch it, because they didn't know that they were hurting, watch it, because they didn't know that they were bleeding. Now all of a sudden, they couldn't pay attention to what they didn't know. So they didn't know that they were really hurting. And so now all of a sudden they would have this disfigurement. And so it's very interesting. There were 10 lepers. Everybody say 10 lepers. And with these 10 lepers, uh, they come and say, son of David, God, Jesus, have mercy on us. And the scripture says, he says, go and show yourselves to the priest. Watch it. God said, go get it right vertically. God said that. It's quiet in the church. So let's look at the story. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priest. You want to know what Jesus really said? Watch this. Watch this. Jesus said, go to church and submit. The word show means prove yourself in, in the Greek. So he said, go and prove yourself to the priest. Go prove yourself to the pastor. Y'all ain't saying nothing in Denver, but it's in your Bible whether you like it or not. God said, go to church. But we're trying to get to you to get healed. Go to church. I want to pray. Go to church. I'm tired of hurting and bleeding, and so I can't feel it. So I got missing body parts because they're falling off because they're infected. And I didn't know that they were infected because I'm a leper. And and I didn't realize I was hurting. Jesus said, go to church. Go prove yourself to the priests. And it was so that as they went, they were cleansed. So what did Jesus say? He said, listen, I know you want it right with me. He said, but you need to go get this stuff right vertically. Go to, the pre- go to church and go to the priest and let him declare you clean. In Hebrew culture, you went to the priest because the priest had to declare you clean. You can just say, I feel healed of leprosy. Thank you, Jesus. Mitsubishi. No, you know what you had to do? You had to go to the priest and the priest had to declare that you were cleansed. They had to declare that you were no longer unclean. And based on that, watch this, they got to change their garments. I'm closing. Here it is. They came to Jesus 
with all kinds of issues. Bishop, how do you know they had issues? They had issues because, watch this, as lepers, they were separated from the rest of the people. And so all the people with issues had to be around other folk with issues, which meant nobody could ever get healed because the only people they were around were with people with other issues. You're not hearing what I'm saying. If you'll check the people around you, is it that you're just around a bunch of people that got the same issue as you, and that's why you relate to one another? Because y'all all got the same issue. So 10 of them got the same issue. They're shut off from the rest of the camp. They can't be around the rest of the people. And then they say, they see Jesus coming by. They know he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is the Anthropos, the God man. So much God, you can't believe he's man. So much man, you cannot believe he's God. And they say, listen, have mercy on us. Heal us. And Jesus says, come here. Go to church. Go get it right vertically. And don't try to skip all these others to get to me. Now, let me be clear. There is no mediator between God and man. Scripture says Jesus Christ became that mediator. The point I'm making is, is that if we're going to have a relationship revolution, we need to first have an inward one. And be real with ourselves. Doesn't have to say be real with yourself. Be real with the fact that this is what you show folk. Ooh, but y'all, there's some layers in here. And then be real with the fact that I need to have it right with Jesus, but I also have to have it right with wherever there is some vertical levels there. Because if it's not, even God said, go. Think about this. Jesus, uh, we're going to take the uh, second way to close. We're going to go the first way. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, comes. And he submits himself to John the Baptist, who is a relative of his. He submits himself to John the Baptist. Now, think about it. On the day he's baptized, Jesus wasn't baptized to get free from sin. He was sinless. And John wasn't a Baptist. He baptized people, which was called a Baptist, just for those of you saying, see? No, let you see. Let me get you right. So watch this. It was a Hebrew custom called mikvah. And mikvah is where they would consecrate or ordain someone to the priesthood. So when Jesus was baptized, as it appears in English in your Bible, he was literally, watch this, ordained and commissioned into the ministry. Which means God submitted himself to what he created before he went forth to do what he was supposed to do, to give us a picture of before I could go out and get things going horizontally. Come on here, Tarvis. I need to get them right vertically first. And watch the order. The scripture says he submits himself. I feel it here. Will y'all help me close it? He submits himself to John the Baptist, and John the Baptist gives him the mikvah. He consecrates him and ordains him to the priesthood. And after he gets things right vertically there, then the father says, Behold, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. Watch the order. I get it right there once I get the in-between right. The top gets right when the in-between gets right. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. 
They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.